in three, two, one. Check, check to the mic. Check the one, two. What's up, everyone? It's Coach Mike here. Welcome to episode 12 of Sub 10. In today's episode, we're just going to have a little bit of a chat. Me, you, the camera, you, the audience on Instagram. And I'm going to just talk about a few cool, relevant things that are happening at the moment. A little bit of me time, talk about my training and, and some things that I've learned recently. So sit back, relax, and let's enjoy this episode. A bit of a freestyler. Boop. Rock the microphone. Tierio with the freestyler. All right. So Instagram, an amazing place to, an amazing resource, an amazing place to be able to find the latest ideas and training, see what other people are doing and get caught up in the day-to-day lives of other people. One thing I'm sort of big on when I'm on Instagram is like to always take the good with the bad. Excuse me while I adjust the mic. And to try and like always be critical of my own posts, my own ideas and how I am as a professional athletic performance coach. One thing I don't like seeing is when coaches glorify bad technique for max out lifting sets. Now, let me just go back a little step here. If you are maxing out or pushing the limit and doing max out sets towards the end of that set, let's say it's a five or eight RM, or you're going to failure on something, the last one to two reps might be a little bit compromised. I'm okay with this. It's not something that um, we want all the time in our training. We want training to look the absolute best it can be, and we want technical proficiency in as many lifts and as many sets and reps as possible throughout the whole year of training every time that someone's utilizing our programs. But every now and then, we've got to push the limits. We have to test ourselves with the fine limitations. My issue is when the first one or two reps are exhibiting really poor form straight away. I'm not a fan of this. It's not something that I would be posting or encouraging my athletes to do because now I'm generating the force and the movement profile of that lift or exercise poorly from the start. So I'm, what am I actually gaining from this apart from just getting through these positions and holding this weight in my body? Commonly this happens when the weight's too heavy and the athlete has technical breakdown in a certain area of the body. Namely something like, let's say, just keep it deadlifts or squats when the weight's too heavy or the athlete hasn't earned the right to be able to actually perform the, the task that you're trying to achieve for them, I would much prefer to see a 10% drop or 20% drop in load and technical proficiency and control utilized rather than just ripping out some extra weight for the sake of it. Because it's cool to chase max force and max load, but it's not cool to do it with bad form. So always be careful when you're performing max sets, heavy loads, and looking at pushing your athletes to their limits. Just a word of caution. There'll be exceptions in times where it's okay to sort of like stress people, but we have to be cautious when we are using loaded exercises to push our athletes to their limits. Because at the end of the day, their sport is not lifting. Their sport is their sport. The lifting is to help make them better at their sport, not to deteriorate their body because we just let them do bad things. All right, so that's the first thing. Next part, MFP, what's happening, the latest and greatest training and ideas that we're doing at the moment so big thing is at the moment is our growth in youth athletes at mfp so we're getting a really strong growth in that area which has been really cool and that's now made us go back and and redesign redevelop and 
and coordinate our training programs in and around our youth, reconstruct our ideas uh, and, and improve our system again. It's always something we do every year. And obviously, when you have a growth in one area, you want to make sure you're maximizing those people in your facility. So we're really sort of excited to continue to push the limits of our skill sets and what we do as athletic performance coaches for the next generation. Big thing is for our athletes that have been here six and 12 months in the youth area or maybe even two years, we're starting to get feedback from their parents and coach of how much improvement they're seeing the junior and youth athletes transfer onto the sporting field because of our speed, agility, mechanics-based stuff and their ability to absorb force better and change direction and, and just looking stronger in positions than what they used to when they didn't start coming to what we do here. We're also starting to see some improvements in jumping ability in a lot of our young basketball athletes and how high they're jumping, which is super exciting. Um, we had a 14-year-old the other day who told us he's dunking now, first time at school, so that's really exciting for him. And as a performance-based business, it's really exciting for us because we now know what we're doing is working at that level. So exciting times. It's always good to reflect. So upon that, how do we constantly measure and analyze what we're doing with our training programs to make sure they're working? Is we have a four-week cycle of testing. So every four weeks, we'll do one test for all of our athletic performance members where we're analyzing different physical qualities associated with our testing battery for sports performance. It's not ideal in every scenario because of different times of seasons and so forth, but it gives us a great snapshot across the year of our athletes. We will see every test three times. So across the year, three times. It's either two or three times we'll see every single test. Maybe it's 2.5 times. Um, so we're getting a great picture of their improvement or their decondition across the year and we're able to analyze that with the athletes we've been working on our sports science system behind that so we can give them better feedback as well and then it's not always just about jumping further running faster or lifting heavier we obviously want to make sure that our athletes are moving effectively and um, obviously able to, to then transfer it into the sport not just uh, win tests because it's not always about just winning your performance tests but it's also a great feedback tool so it's really good for athletes to have that rather than waiting and doing full testing days we find this works really well and also that when athletes have one thing to focus on for that test session uh, we tend to find that they're actually able to put in a lot more effort when we've done our full testing battery which is like when you start up with us obviously we want to give you exposure to all the tests as best we can and get a baseline profile for you. But typically, the next time you do the next test, you're always going to supersede it because it's only one test on that day. So it's a great way for us to monitor and track. And I'm not sure how you're doing that in your own training, but maybe you want to look into something like this. And again, our performance tests are, are based around horizontal vertical power, uh, frontal lateral plane power, max force development, and jumping ability so we have a, a battery of tests for all those areas and we're slowly building out more and more um, avenues when it comes to strength-based testing it's sort of like consistently happens indirectly so each training block or program will prioritize different lifts for different reasons and then most of our coaches will block those blocks with the programs sorry we will at mfp block our blocks into the next block into the next blocks and you'll sort of 
be progressing different elements of exercises across three and four blocks of training, which could be anywhere from nine to, to 16 weeks, depending on the style of periodization that we're using for you and the way that we're setting up your deloads and whatnot in your program if they are there. We have a little bit of a unique take where it will slightly vary based on the athlete age, coach, sport, and we would also like to trial and error a few new ideas that we create ourselves and see what's going to optimize our athlete at the end of those phases of training. So a block into a phase or so phase could be the nine to 15 weeks where we're sort of like looking at more of a macro view and then on the micro view, each block three or four weeks, depending on how we're structuring that. So for us, that's what we, how we like to operate in our business and individualize as much as we can outside of the junior and youth space. So junior and youth, we have a pathway program. And then as soon as you graduate from each phase, uh, it gets more specific, more individualized over time. We also have different timelines around our athletes and their sports. So some sports need to individualize and specialize a little bit earlier than others. And we're just working with the athlete, the coach, um, and everything we do here to the best of our ability. The next one, the last thing I want to talk about is just rehab to performance and how important it is in our rehab model that we've seen with the change that we've gone from having small rehab groups to having our rehab program integrated into our athletic performance program is that the athletes in the rehab to performance program, their, their mindset and mentality is actually improving quicker than when they were in groups of rehab. And this has been known out in the sporting team context, elite environments, where they now like to have their rehab athletes working and training near or at the same time as their uh, athletes who aren't injured. And it's something that we've adopted here and it's working really, really nicely with our new model of training. So we're really excited to keep pushing that. Coming into, we've had off-season athletes going back to preseason now in the best shape that they've, they've ever been in. And we're looking forward to seeing how they go into next year. We've got a bit of transition time where we'll start to get new athletes and different athletes in. But it's super exciting, um, a lot happening here. We've got some new workshops we're creating and our coaching team is super excited to get on the podcast in the next few episodes. I have been hounded by all of them. So you will hear and see them soon on some episodes. So that's it today. I didn't even get to talk about my own training, which I wanted to because I've learned some cool things in that space, but I did want to just do a little bit of an update on MFP um, and something I've seen on the internet. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you again on the next one. Let's get it.